Welcome to the Dwellings Podcast. We're glad you tuned in. Enjoy this message by Pastor Gunnar. We love you, Jesus. We're so thankful for you. How you've shown us grace, how you've shown us kindness. Come on, has he been good to you? The Bible says one day every knee is going to bow to that name and every tongue is going to confess to that name. I just love when we could get together like this and just get a head start. Yeah, we're just getting a head start. And when, uh, you know, there's, there's really no, no, there's nothing or no one worthy but Jesus. And when you give your life to Jesus, when you give your worship to Jesus, when you give your everything to Jesus, what you're getting in return is everything. And so just right there where you are, I, you know, I know we got people from every walk of life in this room. I was looking at, I was looking out over everybody as we were worshiping. I was like, this is a dream come true. It looks a little bit like heaven. One day we're going to stand with the saints from every nation, tribe, and tongue. And because Jesus is alive, we're going to just give him worship. We're just going to worship him. We're going to sing the song of the Lamb. Come on. He's worthy. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. I know that each one of us are in a different place in our walk with Jesus. There might be somebody in the room or watching online you've never given your heart and life to Jesus maybe some of us have been walking with Jesus for a long time it doesn't matter where you are today he's worthy of your life right he's worthy of our lives and so just in these last few minutes these last few moments before we get into the word the message this morning let's just give a fresh surrender can we do that I don't know what that looks like for you I know what it looks like for me and so just take a moment Give him a fresh surrender today. The things that you're holding on to, just release them to the Lord. Heard that phrase on the way to church this morning. Release control. Release control. Jesus, we give you control. We release our lives to you. We freely give our lives. Lord, we give you our finances, God. We give you our families. We give you that job. We give you our marriage. Lord, we give you that impossible situation. And we make a trade today. I feel like the Lord's also going to turn up. turn our sorrow into joy today that instead of ashes we get beauty instead of heaviness there's a garment of praise for us the oil of gladness he wants to pour out today so Jesus we receive that that's your prayer say I'll take it I'll take it Jesus we love you we just want you when we get you, we get everything you are and everything you have. We're just thankful. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Amen. Can we give it up for our worship team this morning? Thank you guys for for uh, leading us so well as always. Oh man, are y'all are y'all doing good today? You feeling good? Feels good in here today. The Lord is. Uh, I was telling the team before we before you guys got here today that sometimes it's, there's a um, there's a temptation in church just to kind of go through the motions in summer. It's like okay, okay, summer's here. We can just kind of chill, take it easy, do the vacation thing. Thanks, and uh, and then when fall we can kick it back into high gear. You know, I think the Lord just he's like that's cute. Uh, but he always, it seems like every summer we just go deeper and I feel like there's just a really, um, significant season that we're in right now of testing and, you know, testing is not a bad thing. Testing is, uh, stretching for capacity and what Jesus wants to do in our lives. What's he, what he wants to give us to carry. Sometimes uh, we ask God for things that we don't have the muscular strength to carry. And so therefore his answer to us is not to give us something in the time that we want it that will crush us. But sometimes his answer to our requests are to strengthen our legs to hold up what we're asking for. And so don't despise testing, don't despise that stuff, don't despise trouble in your life because what's happening is you get strong. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm getting strong. Maybe flex a little bit, you know? All right. There's no youth this Wednesday. It'll resume next Wednesday. We are, however, having prayer room here in this room this Wednesday night from 7 to 9. I'm, I'm really pumped about uh, what's happening in the fall. We're going to be able to kick off some more prayer rooms. And how many know we're becoming a house of prayer? That's what he's after. He's not going to let up until we are. And, uh, and so I just want to get on board with that. Also, after service today, right over here, there's going to be an Israel trip interest meeting. Uh, I'm leading a trip to Israel next March. And it's a pretty cool opportunity the Lord's given us. And so if if your heart's moved by that, come to the interest meeting and find out more information. And uh, let's just jump into the message today. But first, I got a drink of my water because my I'm parched this morning for some reason. Mmm, that's kiwi strawberry. Man, it's good stuff. All right, who was here last week? Five of you. Okay, <clears throat> I could have sworn more people were here. Uh, yeah, I may, may have. Oh, that's a that's a good point. So last week I talked about um, I talked about getting weird, right? I'm, we're we're talking about dreams, and some of this stuff may be a little weird to some people. You know what? I, I'm just letting you in on my inner world. On the way to church this morning, I, I, I'll just be honest with you. It's going to get weird today too. But but I really felt the Lord say, "Quit apologizing for what I want to do." Like, I think sometimes preachers can apologize for what God's word says. And I just felt convicted. And I said, Lord, I'm sorry. Like, for calling weird what you call normal. So maybe that'll land on some of y'all too this morning like it did to me. But 
This is part two in our dreams series, the weird, wacky, wonderful world of dreams and how God speaks to us. Today, we're going to talk about dream origins, okay? What, are, what is the purpose of dreams? You know, we talked about last week that God gives us dreams. He still speaks through dreams just because he wants to talk. He, he wants a conversational relationship with us. And this is just one of the ways he does it. We also gave the disclaimer that no dream, no word, no vision, no visitation from an angel or anything else will trump this word right here, okay? So everything we're talking about, just in case this is your first Sunday joining us, the word, the scripture is the standard for all of this, okay? All right, so let's just talk about origins because not every dream is from God. Not every dream is from the Lord. All right, so let's just talk about this really quickly. I'll give, there's six types of dreams I want to talk about, and then we're going to dive into the dreams that God gives us and how those look, okay? Are you ready? Yeah. It's going to be a lot of information today, but it's also going to be, this is my goal of this series, honestly, is to stir your heart. That God actually wants to talk to you and to start listening, maybe to expect a little more than you ever have. Does that sound good? All right, so here we go. Here's types of dreams. First of all, you have the nonsense dreams. For my note takers, that's number one. Nonsense dreams. Have you ever had a dream you thought, that's crazy? That's nonsense. Listen, just because it's crazy doesn't mean it's not God. Okay, have you read your Bible lately? I mean, like, I'm reading through the Old Testament right now. There, there's some of the pr prophets in the Old Testament. Ezekiel, God jerked him up by his hair and gave him a, a tour around the city of Jerusalem. Like, what? There's some weird stuff in the Bible. So just because you have a weird dream doesn't mean that dream is not from the Lord. But sometimes they're just nonsense. Sometimes they're just our brain's way of processing information, uh, filing away information. Some dreams don't have any meaning at all, but don't be too quick to dismiss it. As a matter of fact, I write down every dream I have. Even if it doesn't make any sense to me, even if I feel like it was from the sausage I had the night before or whatever, like I write it down anyway because I've found more often than not, it actually is the Lord trying to talk to me. And, um, and so there's nonsense dreams. There's also physical dreams. How many of you have had a fever and just had a wacky one? Like, like sometimes our bodies produce dreams like that. We may run a fever. Um, you may go to bed hungry and you dream about that buffet, you know. You may go to, to bed thirsty and then you're, you're drinking something. I, I mean, don't raise your hand, but some of us dream about going to the bathroom and we wake up and we really got to go. Like that's, that's part of it. Like your, your body sometimes will cause you to dream certain things. And then there's number three, soul dreams. Proverbs 20, 27 says the human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that shines light on one most one on one's inmost being. So dreams can reveal what's on our heart, can reveal what's on our mind. If you're worried about something, sometimes those things show up in your dreams. Um, if you're in a relational conflict, sometimes that person will show up in your dreams. This is normal, right? It's called being a human being. Everybody dream. I think for the most part, most folks dream it may not be every night. But we're, we, we're, we've lived a life. I mean, one-third of our life is spent sleeping, right? So dream life is, is part of the human experience. And we should expect God to speak. If we expect him to speak in the daytime, we should expect him to speak at night too. 
Okay, so let's talk about some of these dreams that might be from the enemy, all right? So I'll call these deceptive dreams, dreams from the enemy. These can be given to us to sow doubt, confusion, fear, um, lying dreams. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 32 says, behold, this is the Lord talking through his prophet. He says, behold, I am against those who prophesy lying dreams, declares the Lord. And who tell them and lead many people astray by their lies and their recklessness when I did not send them or charge them. First John 4, 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they're from God or not. I think that applies to dreams. So don't just dismiss it, but don't say, oh, Lord spoke to me through this. I, I've known people who uh, thought they had a dream from the Lord that was actually... Um, it was like a spirit of rebellion on that thing that caused them to, to hate somebody. And they said, that's from the Lord. Check the fruit. Check the fruit. That is not from the Lord. Are you interpreted that really jacked up? Okay. So there's also these tormenting dreams. Some of us have had night terrors, nightmares before. Um, we had someone come up for prayer last week. This is, that's me. I'm having these night terrors and I can't drop it and, I can't get rid of them, and they receive prayer. I haven't heard testimony back, but we've seen people set free from that stuff. And so if that's you, it, even if I never call somebody up here to receive you for prayer, come run me down. Come run somebody down. Don't leave this place. If you have a need for prayer in your life, and that's one of them we've consistently seen God just really just heal those things in people's hearts and their minds. Night terrors at night, they're gone. In Jesus' name, if you're struggling with that, that's got to go. That's not okay. Nighttime belongs to Jesus, uh, Psalms, whatever that was I quoted last week. All right. And then the last thing is the God dreams. Now, I'm not saying God can't speak through those other types, but there are intentional, directional, conversational dreams that God wants to have with us. All right. Now, I want to talk about those today. So that was just the introduction. All right. Don't worry. I know some of your stomachs are growling but I'm going to get you out of here. All right. Types of dreams. Number one, from the Lord, from the Lord. Number one, warning dreams. And I started with that one because a lot of times when we get warned in a dream, we automatically think it's the enemy. Well, the devil gave me a dream last night. It might not have been the devil. They're biblical. Just because a dream is scary doesn't mean it's from the enemy. You know why God will give you a warning dream? Because he loves the stew out of you. And if he sees you walking toward a cliff, he doesn't mind shaking you and rattling you a little bit to get you to wake up. Abimelech in Genesis, king took Sarah's, I mean, took Abraham's wife. Sarah as his wife because Abraham says, that's my sister. God says, mm-mm, in a dream. No, no, no. Joseph, the Christmas story, you know, there's a genocide. Jesus is in the crosshairs of it. Herod's after him. And Joseph's warned in a dream, don't stay. Go take your family. There is legitimacy to warning dreams being from the Lord. All right, y'all ready to hear a personal story? This I'll start with a light one. Um, I woke up one day. This was several years ago. I woke up one morning, 
I was dealing with some lordship issues in my life about me trying to control things. And, uh, and I had a dream, and it was the most simple dream ever. I just saw a throne. It's a chair. And a voice in the dream said, there's only room for one. That's to the point, wasn't it? I got it. I got the point, okay? But that, that's one of those tender, like, hey, just a reminder. Just a reminder. And then I had a dream. Um, this was kind of heavy. This is one of those that rattled me, honestly. And uh, I had a dream several years ago that our yard that we lived in at the time was a good ways from the road. And one of our children was running toward the road. And I saw a car coming. And I would yell, and I shouted, and I shouted, and they were not listening to me. And they got hit by a car in my dream. Of course, I woke up, and I'm just, you know, <sighs> it's one of those you wake up like that. And the first thing that came to my mind was, Gunner, you're not listening to what the Lord is warning you over and over and over again. And listen, why would God give me a dream like that? Because he loves his boy. And he says, you got to listen to me or listen, I don't, I don't, how you feel about your son running out into the road is how I feel about you when you're not listening to me. And I'm telling you, he's a tender father, but he, because he's tender and it, because he's loving, he doesn't mind correcting us. So don't get this, don't get this made up Jesus. Nowadays, we got a Republican Jesus. We got a Democratic Jesus. We got a Jesus that will back up anything we believe. And the Jesus of the Bible might be a little different than the one we've made up. And the, and the Jesus of the Bible doesn't mind confronting us over our sin. The Jesus of the Bible does not mind confronting us over our hardness of heart and saying, hey, wake up. Wake up. How many are thankful for the moments in your life where God has said, wake up? I'm thankful for that. So... Another dream I had a few years ago, there was a moment in my life where I was, I had a lot of voices coming in. I had a lot of voices. And I was in a really confused place. I talk about this in my book that's coming out. But there was a dream I had one night, the scariest, the scariest dream I've ever had in my life. The, I won't go into detail, but there was a mob of people after me. And it was this religious thing, this, re this religious spirit. And I knew when I woke up, I thought I was dead. Like it was, it was terrifying. But I knew when I woke up what was going on in my life. It was a warning. This morning, I woke up. And I picked up my phone. And I had a text from a friend that I hadn't talked to in months. And he lives in Pennsylvania. And he said, hey, I had a dream about you last night. And it made no sense to him, but it made perfect sense to me. And it was a warning dream. How convenient. <laughs> and I'll tell you this, I'm adjusting my life to the word of the Lord. I take it seriously. I, put, I give it weight because I've seen him speak through it in my life. It's been... The thing that opened my heart to him. I shared that last week. I told you my story. But dreams have been the thing that opened my heart to the Lord. And to ignore it would be foolish. 
to ignore it would be prideful. So I don't. I take them seriously. All right. So that's warning dreams. Glad that one's over. All right. Number two, guiding dreams. These dreams often confirm what the Lord has been saying to you. They just serve as a confirmation. Sometimes it's totally new information that causes you to seek the Lord. All right. So biblical examples in this are, like I said before, Joseph received instructions to take his family to Egypt, to avoid genocide. Acts 16, 9 through 11, Paul has a dream in the night about a man from Macedonia calling him over. And he interprets that dream as God is giving us the okay to take the gospel to those people. All right. It was a directional dream. And I'll just put a caveat in here. I'll talk about this next week. But if you'll notice, even in the dreams in Scripture, some of them are literal and some of them are figurative. They're, they're full of symbolism. And that's where we get tripped up and we think, well, that can't be from God because it had a clown in it. You know, like, no, there's just symbolism the Lord wants to speak. And I'll just give you a hint of what I'm going to talk about next week. Why would God speak in parabolic terms? The same reason Jesus spoke in parables. To get those who are truly hungry to lean in. There you go. All right. So, guiding dreams. Personal story. I told you today's going to be personal stories. This is like vulnerability central right here for this series, I'm telling you. Dreams are just a big deal in my life. They've been huge. We were considering planting a church. We were not sure about um, how to do that. And uh, our friend Eric Bradley, who spoke here, or preached here a few weeks ago, had offered, hey, come hang out at our place. Come hang out at our church. Learn how to plant a church. And then whatever God does, you stay as long as you want to, and then we'll send you when you, when you guys get called somewhere. Isn't that cool? Well, we were, we were considering where to go. We didn't know Savannah. We didn't know anything. We just like, we just have the, we can't not plant a church. We feel like God had put that on our hearts. And so Eric gave us this opportunity. We were still wrestling with that. We didn't know what uh, planting organization to go with because there's a lot of church planting organizations out there that help churches get started. And uh, we had some ideas. We had a direction we were leaning toward, but we were praying about it. And one night I had a dream that I was on the courthouse square in my hometown. And, uh, and I, I walk up and there's a, there's a futuristic car, like something from like a sci-fi, like futuristic movie or something. And Eric Bradley jumps out of that car and says, hey, try it out, man. Take it for a ride. And so I get in the car and I drive around the thing and go over the bridge. Um, and long story short, we ended up stepping down from our ministry assignment and taking a job. And we actually moved in with my dad in my hometown and while we hung out with Eric and test drove church planting. See the symbolism in it? Well, a little while later, I had a dream that the president of the church planting organization that we were considering called me up on the stage and gave me the keys to a brand new car. And so what it did, it wasn't like, oh, I had the dream, so we must do this. No, it just confirmed what the Lord was already saying. And if you were as scared as we were, we needed some extra help, okay? <laughs> we needed the Lord to really make it clear. And so I'm thankful for that. But that's an example of a guiding dream. 
Number three, foretelling dreams. These dreams tell about what's going to happen in the future. Would God do that? Yeah. Biblical examples, Amos 3, 7. For the Lord God does nothing without telling his secret to his servants, the prophets. You look at Daniel's visions, you look at dreams in the Bible, and they're always predicting what God is going to do. Uh, even with Daniel's visions, it was national rulers um, and how the Lord was going to do that and how history was going to line up to, to accomplish, this, accomplish the purposes of God. Sometimes God will reveal what's going to happen in dreams. Does that mean we chase that and become all psychic and new age? No, we don't reject it either. Because wherever there's abuse for something, we don't reject it. We just bring correction to it. Okay, And we, we always let the Bible be our, be our guide. All right. So one example personally was the funeral dream I, I shared last week. It was a literal thing. I actually dreamed it. And a few days later, I walked it out. I saw it. I saw everything just like in the dream. And the purpose of that was the Lord just revealing that like, hey, I actually want to talk to you about what's going on. And I want you to draw in. I want you to lean in and hear my voice. Um, I had a dream a few years ago that, we, that I led a trip to Israel. And so when the Lilies approached me several weeks ago and said, hey, we've been praying about this. How do you feel about this? I did not have to pray very long. Because God, I feel like God had already said it. He already planted the seed. He'd already started talking about it. And so here, he, okay, this makes sense. Because he already told us. Um, the Lord will sometimes, this is just something he does for me. I don't know if he does for anybody else, but like I'll, I'll get timestamps in my dream, not literal like timestamps, but there'll be something in the dream that I feel like if it's something he's telling me is going to happen, he'll put something in there to let me know when it's going to happen. For example, there's something concerning this, this church that I feel like the Lord gave me a dream about, and I'm still processing with it and figuring out what that actually means. And how many know, sometimes it takes years. That's why Jesus loves it so much. Because guess how many times you're going to hang out with him? Because he gave you some secret, some, some craziness to seek him after. Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean by that? And so I feel like the dream was about the church, but I know when, it, I don't know what it is, but I know it's, when it's going to happen, when they tear this bridge down and build a new one. Because in the dream, that's what I saw. It's a timestamp. So you'll know, Gunner, when this starts to happen, expect this. I'm telling you, the more you steward your dreams, the more you write down the crazy ones, the more you ask God about it, the more you'll have, the more he'll speak to you. Somebody got on to me one time, don't teach people to chase after dreams. I'm not teaching y'all to chase after dreams. I'm teaching you to chase after Jesus. And this is the one of the ways he talks. Don't dismiss it. Don't run after it like it's the main thing, but definitely don't ignore it. All right, I'm going to keep moving. I got so many stories. Y'all, I got this phone's full. I got folders full of dreams. Full. I could not read you every dream in, in like a week's time sitting, to reading through, you through all the dreams. If, if you don't already do it, make a journal of your dreams. Every time the Lord talks to you, every time you have a dream, just write it down. I go back 
if I'm in a, in a waiting room or something like that, I'll pull up my app and I'll read through the prophetic words I've been given. I'll read through the prophetic words spoken over this church. I'll read back through the dreams that not only I've had, but a bunch of you guys have sent me dreams. I'll read through them. A lot of it makes no sense at all. But you know what's happened more times than I can count? I'm going through and I'm like, that's happening right now. And there's direction for it. And there's confirmation. Okay, this is the Lord. Take it seriously. All right, number four, comforting dreams. See, it's getting better, isn't it? Just get started with the warnings, and now we're comforting dreams. These dreams are God's way of encouraging us, letting us know he's with us. He's close to us in our pain. He's revealing his kindness. He's like, keep going. Keep going. Here's my personal story with this. When my wife was pregnant with our youngest daughter, we got some pretty devastating news. Her 21-week ultrasound, we kind of asked the, the tech, hey, does everything look okay? And she said, well, the doctor's going to want to talk to you. And we would drive to UAB, Birmingham. At that time, we lived in Alabama. and It was kind of like the hospital for for that and we would see specialists and honestly one day I think they brought like four different people and they just went seniority just to figure this thing out like I think I know what I'm looking at but I need somebody else in here and the the top senior guy came in and he he's the one that gave us a diagnosis that your daughter does not have basically does not have a stomach does not have intestines but instead, there are just huge cystic sacs of fluid where, where her digestive system should be. And that when you, you get to full term, we'll, we're going to watch you and you, we're going to, we, I don't know how many times we went up there. But we will do a C-section and then whisk your child off to immediate surgery to correct what we can correct. And I mean, we're talking like quality of life. I mean, can you imagine bringing a child into the world with all these things on your mind, um, wondering if she's going to be okay. There's other physical problems that often um, correlate with this diagnosis. And so there's all of that. And honestly, we're just, we're scared. We're disappointed. We're hurting. Uh, we're praying and we're believing God for a miracle. And every time we would go, every few weeks, we'd go back and get ultrasound. And we expected it to be completely healed. And we'd see the same thing every time. Talk about a test of your faith. When you pray and you pray and you pray for months and nothing is changing at all. And so we're in a not so fun place, okay? And one night, Bethany and I both had a dream. On the same night, simultaneously, and I'll share both dreams with you. But before I do that, I'll tell you about the dream I had the night before we dreamed that dream together. Yes. (laughs) 
I think it was a Saturday night, or Friday night, because we were at home the next day. Do you remember? I don't remember. So I wake up in the middle of the night to this. A knock on the door. I thought it was real, but it was a dream because I heard a voice. And the voice said, you're going to have a visitor. And we'd been walking with the Lord in dreams and this kind of stuff for, for long enough to know, okay, this is the Lord. <laughs> like, hey, you're going to have a visitor. And so I take my dream seriously. And so I got up, first of all, in the middle of the night, looked out the window, nobody's there because it was so real. It was just like jarring you awake. Well, we got up the next day. I told Bethany, I was like, hey, I had a dream last night. I said, we're going to have a visitor. And so you know what we did? We cleaned the house. <laughs> because we thought maybe God's got, you know that old Dolly Parton song, or Conrad comes to the door? That's what we thought was going to happen. Like Jesus was going to come and he was going to like send somebody we needed to care for. Or, you know, we didn't know. So we just cleaned the house and we waited all day and nobody ever showed up. And so, well, the house is clean. It smells good. And then we go to bed that night. And we have a dream. And I'll share Bethany's dream first. Her dream was this. This is in the middle of all this questioning and all this crazy stuff with the baby. She's pregnant probably six months or six to eight months at that point. And uh, she has a dream that a snake is slithering up up onto our bed with malicious intent toward her, our unborn, unborn child. Super realistic, like you're in the room, snake's coming up. Shakes her so bad, like she, get, she gets up out of the bed, scares her so bad, she gets up and goes and checks on the other kids and comes back down. I mean, she couldn't go back to sleep, really, really troubled her. I have, a, I have a dream the same night at the same time. We don't know this until we wake up the next morning and tell each other our dreams. But I have a dream that I wake up and I'm sitting in our room. And I look in the back right corner of our room next to where the door was. And there's this massive figure that extends through the ceiling I don't know how tall, 10, 12 feet tall. What, how tall are ceilings? Nine? Probably that was a, probably a nine-foot ceiling in there. So maybe even 16, 17 feet tall. I mean, like 20 feet tall. It's getting bigger. It's like the fish, you know? <laughs> like, but it's a big guy, okay, in the corner of our room. And on, the only way that I can really find words to describe this are like this. There's this really big guy. And he is clothed in what looks like old chain armor. You know, you see like Crusaders, it's like the chain stuff, except it's flowing in the wind. And this, and, and the clothing, the skin, everything was just light itself. It was like emitting light, Br bright, blinding, pure light. And I would try to look at the face. This is really strange. I would try to look at the face and it was almost like my eyes were being diverted away. It's like I wasn't allowed to see the face. But one thing I remember, didn't see wings. People say, did it have wings? No, it didn't have wings. I don't know. It's just a big person. 
in the corner. But he had a big honking sword. A huge sword. He was just holding it like this. Just a sentinel, a guard, like. And so my wife dreams in that symbolism of the enemy coming for our child. And on the same night, I dream that the Lord himself is protecting us. And I, I don't know if that's weird to you. I don't care. It happened. But when something like that happens, you're not the same. You can't like, you, you kind of just lost permission to just not think that God's real at that point. Like, you know, I'm going to tell you what it did. It blew us away. Number one. But it not only blew us away, the timing and the, the fact that we would both dream that, it blew us away that God would be so intentional yeah. Yeah. that so intentional to let us know that he's with us yeah. Yeah. and that he's got us yeah. and that he's watching over us, that he's protecting us. And hey, your daughter's going to be okay. And she's in kids today, I assume. And she's totally fine. She's fine. Um, oh, she's here. She's right back there. She's going. So God's intentional to speak to us, to warn us, to guide us. To show us what he's up to. Show us things that are coming. To comfort us. To encourage us. Give us wind in our sails. This is your father. This is your father. And just because I'm the guy with the mic today. Doesn't mean I'm the only person that he's that intentional with. This is one story. Of one life. And I know it's multiplied all over these seats in here. And I'll just encourage you today. To open your heart to him. It's not about the dreams as much as it's about the dream giver. It's about knowing him personally. And so dreams often confront our view of God. Dreams often confront the way we believe about certain things. And so just hearing this today, I would assume that the Lord is wanting to rearrange some things in our lives about how we see him, about what we expect. And I believe he wants to stretch our faith and expand our experience of him. And so one application today is just let him do that. Don't be scared. Jesus said, um, you know, a good father, if his child asked him for a fish, he won't give him a snake. Do you believe your father's good enough? If you ask him, he'll give you something good. Don't be scared. And then I'll say this as we close. Um, Andrea, you want to come up and play or whoever, whatever that looks like. 
if you're away from him, if you've never said yes to him, I want to encourage you today. What he did on the cross broke down the wall so that he could communicate with you freely. And you could communicate with him freely. And that you could know his heart. You could know his nature, know his character, know him. Jesus prayed in the garden, this is eternal life. That they know you. So do you know Jesus today? This personal, intentional God. If you've never given your heart and your life to him, I just ask everybody to stand to their feet real quick. And if we could get our community leaders to come on up and receive people for prayer. If you want to say yes to Jesus today, if like the, if this whole thing has changed maybe the way that you see God and he's not just a distant, impersonal God, but he's somebody that you want to get to know. The gospel, the good news is this. Jesus came and he carried all of your sin. Everything that separates you from the Father. And he died on the cross so that you could have eternal life. And what is eternal life? It's knowing him. All right. So if that's you today, uh, we're going to close in a minute. But as we dismiss, if that's you, come get prayer from one of these guys. There's a lot of them up here. There's enough for everybody. Okay. If you have a need in your life uh, that you receive prayer for, if you're having the whole dream thing where you're having tormenting nightmares and all that, don't settle for that mess. Come up and get prayer. If you need healing in your body, if you just need somebody to shoulder a burden with you, come receive prayer as we close. Let's pray together. Father, thank you today that you are close, that you are near, it is not surprising to you when we go through trials and testing and when we struggle, but Lord, you are with us and you are faithful. Lord, we pray right now for just protection over uh, our night, over our dreams, over our sleep. In the name of Jesus, we just, uh, we bind the enemy and his influence over dreams. And we just say no to the nightmares and night terrors and all of that in Jesus' name. I feel like there's even... If you've got a kid in the room, maybe not, they're not in here with you, but if you've got a kid that's struggling with that, would you just slip your hand up so we can pray for them? Just let that be your, right here. Do you see this hand back here? There's two hands. Somebody just get around them and put a hand on them and pray for them, okay? We'll make sure we got them. You got her? Okay. Just pray. Command that stuff to go in Jesus' name. All right. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Thank you for how on purpose you are with us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Have a great week. We'll see you here next Sunday. Come get prayer. And the Israel interest meeting will start. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information, visit thedwellingchurch.org.